So, thank you guys so much for coming. It's great to see you. Hope everybody had a beautiful Shavuos. Be'ezras Hashem. We are standing on the threshold of the next step in Kabbalah Shabbos. We've been spending a few months, careful behind you, a few months um, learning about Shabbos Bechlal. We had a couple of shirim just generally on the, on the general basic fundamental concepts of what Shabbos is, all of which we continue to develop as Hashem throughout the weeks. Thanks for coming. Great to see you. And we spent the past couple of shirim just on Kabbalah Shabbos itself. And now we're up to this part of Kabbalah Shabbos, the tefillah of Anabekoyach, right before L'chadaydi. Now, unfortunately for all of us, or fortunately for all of us, but just I'm telling you what I'm dealing with, the, the struggle and the challenge, is that I have a Sefer at home that's 500 pages on Anabekoyach. The whole, the whole entire Sefer is just on Anabekoyach. It's written by a very, very special, sweet sadik called Rav Ruben Sasson, who lives in Eretz Yisrael. He's a Rosh Yeshiva of a Yeshiva in Ram, called Either it's called Ramat Sharon, I think, or it's in Ramat Sharon, And he wrote this whole gigantic Sefer on Anabekar. So I had to go and like figure out how I'm going to give over Anabekar without learning the whole Sefer, which I'd love to do. So I figured we're going to try to limit it to six shirim on Anabekar. We're going to try. And there's a ton more that I'm cutting out. But I hoped to just be able to capture the essential parts that are going to be practical in terms of our actual kavana that we can have before Lechadoidi, because Anabekayach is a much bigger tefillah than it seems. Okay, there are 42 words, which we're going to get into tonight, by way of just introduction. We're not even going to start tonight to look at the actual words of Anabekayach. We're going to do so by way of just translation, just so we know Bechlal, like what, what the tefillah means on a simple level. Next week, we'll start with the first stanza, and then after that, we're going to try to do two stanzas a week until we finish Anabekayach and we go into Lechadoidi, which will probably also take some time. The Torah is endless, you know, so we're trying to make up Shara of some kind. Okay, so Be'ezus Hashem, let's first take a look at the tefillah itself. I think we take for granted that we know translations of things, but if we're not really honest with ourselves, we don't. Um, not all the time. And so let's take a look at Anabekayach and just read it through on a simple level. We have the English here. Again, if you'd like to take this with you to shul and, and to look at the English in lieu of a English translation sitter, you're welcome to do so as well. Okay, so let's first read the tefillah through together. Ana bekoyach gedula simincha. Ana, please, bekoyach gedula simincha with the strength and greatness, yimincha, HaKadosh Baruch of your right hand, tatir tzerura. Untie our bounds. And of course, there are many different ways of interpreting these things. What, what are the boundaries? Over here, this translation that I have defined says are bundled sins, right? Because it deals with some kind of bundle. What would we want Hashem to untie? So this interpretation says bundled sins, but we're going to get into a different interpretation. But there are many. Untie the boundaries, the bounds. We're going to get into that next week. Thanks for coming. We have an extra source sheet. More here too. Kabel rinas amcha. Please, Hashem, accept the song of your nation, Sagvenu. Elevate us, Taharenu, purify us, Noira. Kodesh Baruch Hu, you're the awesome one, Noira. No, please, Gibar, mighty one, Darshi Yechudcha Kvava Shamrin. Guard those who are Darshi Yechudcha, who seek your oneness. Guard them, Kvavas, like the pupil of an eye which is always considered to be something that's guarded because it has built in a mechanism for blinking, which means to cover over, to guard, to hide away, to conceal, to shelter. Kavavas shamrim. Baruchim, bless them. Taharim, purify them. And over here, there's a little bit of machlokus uh, about what the next word should be. Some say rachame. Thanks for coming. We have source sheets here. Some say rachame. Some say it should be rachameim. And let's go through the two ways of reading it. First, rachame tzidkascha tamid gamlim, which would mean... Constantly repay them, reward them with with your generous righteousness. That's one way of reading it. Or you can read with a mem at the end as the third in the series of words. So barchem, bless them, taharem, purify them, rachamim, right? And have mercy on them. And then okay, two ways of reading it. And sometimes in Sidurim you'll see a mark that it, there are two nuschais. The former one is usually more accepted, no? Yeah? Isn't it? I don't know. Okay, I'm not sure. 
I'm not sure. Okay, but these are these are two two interpretations of, of that line. Chasin, powerful one, Kaddish, holy one. Bereiv tuvcha with your great goodness, Nahel adasecha. What a powerful thing, Nahel adasecha. Rabbi lead us, lead us. Sometimes we feel that we're not being led. Rabbi lead us, Nahel adasecha. Yachid, singular one, Geya. Proud one, lifted one, exalted one, la amcha penei, turn to your nation, zaycheh kudushasecha, those who still remember your holiness, or like it says over here, those who proclaim your holiness, shavasenu kabel, and the last line of the tefillah is, accept our, our tefillah, ushmat sakasenu, and hear our screams, our cries, yedea ta'alumas, you, HaKadosh Baruch who know the mysteries, yedea ta'alumas. Okay, and then the last line isn't really part of it. It's just in the Zar Kaddish, as we'll see when he talks about the Shame Membez, which is this holy name that has 42 letters, which we'll talk about. He brings this at the end because it's a name of Hashem. And that's why you'll see all of the Rosh Hatevis here bolded because these 42 letters, which in Siddurim it's printed at the end of each stanza, you'll see the Rosh Hatevis brought, which we'll, which we'll get into, Be'ezus Hashem, both tonight and in future weeks. Thanks for coming. Sorry, sheets here. Be'ezus Hashem. Okay, the last two. Uh, one more? Oh, two more. Okay, I'll be expecting two others then, I guess, I hope. Okay, so, so Baruch Shem Kavayi Malchus, that means just that HaKadosh Baruch Hu's name should be blessed, the name of his, of his kingdom forever. Okay, that's just the translation of the words. But let's get into the oymik of it, to the depth of it. So I'm bringing a lot from the Sefer, which is also based on Rav Kook, so we're going to be learning also from Rav Kook himself and from the Sefer, which embellishes this incredible peerish of this tefillah, La'at, la'at, step by step. Okay, so we turn over. You should see Tala Lechaim Anabakayach, page 70 to 71. And he writes like this. Tfila zu maifia b'tikune azayar ha'kadosh. This tfila appears in the tikune azayar from Rabbi Shimon bar Yechai. He says, Netzat seitz ma'at milushayne ba'ezus Hashem nezbainidba. He says, let's quote first from the actual Lashon of the Zayar, and then we're going to focus on it and learn it and contemplate it deeply. Vizulushayne ha'kadosh. And this is the words of the Zara Kaddish. Come Rabbi Shimon al-Ragloi. Va'amar. Rabbi Shimon stood up on his feet and he said, Reboin Almin, master of the world. Eftach enai le'estakla bahoin le'ela. Open my eyes. He didn't mean physically. He said, give me perception that I should see le'ela, the spiritual realm. Avai vam. And he quoted the Pasuk and Telem that says, Pischuli Shari Tzedek. We say it on Rosh Chodesh and Halal. Open up for me the gates of righteousness. Avai vam oideka. Avoivam means I will come into them, oidaka, and I'll give praise to Hashem. But Rabbi Shimbaichai says, well, look at that word bum, avoibam, which is a reference to the gates, but he says it's the letters membeis, which is 42. Now, he says, you know what it means, avoivam? It doesn't just mean I will come through the gates of righteousness. It means the way to approach Hakarish Baruch, as it were, and we're going to get into this deeply now, is avoibam, through the 42 letters of this, of this holy shame. This incredible name of Hashem. Through the 42 letters of this explicit name of Hashem. To really learn and to understand every letter as is fitting completely. And then, before actually listing the letters, he starts with this Pasuk, the first Pasuk in the Torah. And the second pasuk It doesn't even finish the pasuk. Why? So as we're going to see in the next paragraph, the shame membeis, these forty-two letters, which are the Rosh Tevis of this tefillah on are rooted in the first forty-two letters of the Torah, which culminate with the letter beis of vavayu. So if you start from the first Pasuk, Bereshis, until the Beis of, of Vavayu, Tayu Vavayu, there are 42 letters, and those become the root of this 42-letter name. We're not going to read it, obviously, but you can scan it with your eyes. Ve'inon, all of these letters, Aleph, Beis, Gimel, Yud, Taf, Tzadi, Kofresh, Ayin, some of them are, are words, some of them are Shrashim of words, some of them are Muslim, and we're going to get into this Be'ezus Hashem as we take a look at each stanza in the coming weeks. B'siyat with Hashem's help. Okay, and then at the end, like I said, the Zara Kaddish says, Baruch Shem Kavad Malchuse, which is why that's printed at the end of Anabukayach. He says, Vizet Hargumoy in Let's understand the, uh, the translation of the Zara Kaddish. Kam Reb Shimin al Raglov. Va'amar Reb Shimin stood up and he said, Reboin Ha'ilamim. 
master of heaven and earth, master of the world, open my eyes to look up, to look beyond, like we said, that's how we will enter in, to understand these letters clearly. Arba in Vishtagim Oisius Elu. Now these forty-two holy letters are Rimuzim Mitchilas Hatayra are hinted to in the beginning of the Tyra, Bereshis, Vaaret Saizavayu, Vishem Zehu Anabakayah, Aleph, Bez Gimel, and so on. And he says, Rabshim Marichaim Alamid, what's Rabshimin teaching us? Shashoirish Tfilas Anabakayah, the root of this whole Tfila, which we just translated and you can read it, and you wouldn't necessarily know that it has anything to do with creation. It's just a tfila. He says it's bound up b'shoyrish with maise b'reishis. Maise b'reishis is Rosh Hateva's membeis. That's the shame membeis. It's maise b'reishis. It's bound up with the creation of the world, the energy of the creation of the physical world, which we'll explore together tonight. Besides shame membeis, Rama's betchila satar mamish, it's literally hinted to and it's sourced in mamish, the beginning of the Torah. Me'amila b'reishis ad oiz beis b'milas Vayhu, right? Tayhu vavayhu. Yishmem beis oisius, you will count them and you will find 42 letters. Okay, and here they are again in bold. Bereshis barlikim, eisah shemayi ve'esah aretz va'aretz ha'isasayu vavayhu. Interesting, right in the middle of a word. Those 42 letters are the scriptural source for the shame and base, for the for the letter, for the names of Hashem, the name of Hashem that has forty-two letters. Eluhim Ashrashim Batayra Harimuzim Al Shem Membez. And it's the essential mystery and the deep secret to understand the spiritual source for Tfilas Anabakayah, for this incredible Tfilah. Let's take a look at the next paragraph together. And he begins to open up the sugi a little bit. And again, I'm I'm telling you, I, I took small paragraphs here and there. It's a, it's a much bigger sugya, the way that he lays it out. Maybe one day we'll get to learn the Sefer together. It's, it's, a, it's an incredible avodah. Incredible, incredible Sefer. Which we'll, maybe we'll get to. But he, he just takes little snippets. A little snippet here. I, a little bit I, I tried to put together and capture just the main, the main points. So now, he says, which we said is also Rosh Hashanah's Membez, right, that this name is rooted in these first 42 letters of the Torah. Malameda Saisanu teaches us Shashem Zeh that this name Utfilas Anabekayach Naudsim Ukshuri Mibriyas Ha'elamais. It's bound up with the concept of the creation of all the worlds until we come down to our physical world. Biyesh Bekach and what the Torah means to say is Kedela Lamdenu to teach us Al Inyanat Tfila Hazu. This is where we need to begin to understand anything about the Tfila is to understand what its spiritual source is. Maisei Bereshis. Shehine Yadua, he says it's known. that the creation of the world, Hudafka Pu'ula, Shaltsimsum Vahastaras Ha'or. A basic foundational concept in Pneumia Satara, which we've discussed many times, is that the way that the infinite, which is a Kaddish Baruch, the Ain Sof, creates something finite, is through a very complicated system of what we call constriction. Concealment, constriction, layer after layer after layer, where Hashem's presence becomes more concealed, more concealed through a very complicated system of light and vessels. And then those vessels become light for the vessels that are beyond them. And then that vessel becomes light, and then another vessel is created. A very complicated system where spirituality becomes more and more and more and more migusham until we have the physical world where we can perceive, which we can perceive as being a separate creation, but in fact is absolutely infused with the spirit of the creator. This is the, called the process of tzimtzum, which means constriction, concealment, garment after garment after garment after garment after garment. This is the essential foundation of the world that we live in, is that it's all an illusion, and that inside this multi-layered garment is the presence of a Baruch Hu which brings all of it to life. But it's concealed, it's constricted, it's hidden. The foundation of the physical world is limitation. Limitation. Right? Everything in this physical world is limited. Day and night. The seasons. The directions. Where the land stops and the ocean starts. Everything in the physical world is, is limited, is measurable. Tzimtzum. Constriction. Yitziras hakelim. 
It's the creation of what's called in Kabbalah, in Chasidus, vessels. And the creation of what we can refer to as being separate worlds. From the perspective where we, we see things through the prism of disparity, multiplicity, where we stop seeing the absolute unity of everything, which is the Avoida, right, that we have in this world, is to unearth the unity, which is the Avoida. We mentioned previous shiurim of, of Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, really Avram and Yitzchak specifically digging wells, right, to reveal that underneath the earth is, is just is water. Water is unifying. We're going to learn water is one, and that's our Avoida. That's our avoidance to come to the realization that even though we perceive limitation, the truth is, is that we can sense infinity beyond the illusion of, 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 of a finite, or finitude, right? We can sense infinity here too. Yeah. Yeah, that's for you. The reality that we experience of Chaimer and of Geshem, of, physical, of his physicality and corporeality. Therefore, any name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which talks about what's the name of Hashem, is a revelation of Hashem. It's an encapsulation of the energy that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is manifesting through this name, or that name, which are the Midos of Hashem. If it's a name that's associated with creation, it's going to be a name of, of Gevura. Right? It's not going to be a name of, of chesed. It's going to have to be a name which means a revelation of the concept of limit, of lack, of constriction, limitation. Hayoitzurim names that are able to channel the, the, the implicit capacity within the infinite to manifest limit, Right? Meaning, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is a very deep concept in Kabbalah. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is so unlimited that he can even manifest limitation. That's how unlimited he is. He's so infinite that he also has the ability to manifest something that's perceived as being finite. Because if he couldn't, so to speak, then that, that itself would be, would be a limitation, right? It's called in Kabbalah, Koyach HaGvul Bibilti The capacity for limitation within the limitless. That, crazily enough, this world which seems to be something so lowly and so physical and so constricted, becomes the crowning glory of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's manifestation. Meaning, what do you want to say? I'm saying that because you're referring to it as, as HaKadosh Baruch Hu's crowning jewel. This world. This world is mamish. Mamish. This is Ein Melech Beloy Am. Right? This is, the, this is the, also referred to as Evan Ma'aso Haboinim. Right, the stone that's despised by the builders, it's a stone, it's physicality, a stone is nothing, it's not, it's not even a plant, it's certainly not an animal, it's certainly not a human, it's just a, a stone becomes Hoysele Roshpina. becomes Mamsh, the crowning jewel of a Kaddish Baruch Hu's manifestation. Dafka this, Dafka us, Dafka our lives in this physical place, in this world. After, after coming to this world. Yes, right, we're going to have to go through the whole process of, of Anabukach, absolutely, thanks for coming. Got the last sheet, Baruch Hashem. And nobody else can come. Okay. <laughs> Everyone's welcome. Okay? So that's the name of Gevura. These names create the vessels. They take all the potentially infinite lights, the infinite spiritual energies of Hashem, and they guide them and constrict them and limit them and channel them in such a way that we can exist within a limited world or a realm of limit. That's the job, so to speak, of the revelation of the names of Hashem that are associated with Gevura. Cause these lights, which are essentially explosions of spirituality, to become dafka focused. Umachdirim, right? Focused aisam lenaftule machshake ha'olam into the bonds of the darkness of the of the created world. That's why famously Hakadosh Baruch Hu's name. Yud Kevavke is not found throughout creation, only by the creation of Adam. But the whole creation is just Vayayim Alekim, Vayayim Alekim. What's the Shem Alekim? Everybody knows. is the name of Gevura. Why? He's explaining. Because that's the context within which these names are found. Is the creation of the physical world. There's nothing more Gevura-oriented than that. There's nothing more limit-oriented. Elokim famously is Gematria. Hateva is Gematria nature. Olam, the world, is Milashan Ha'elem, which means concealment. That's the job of the shame of Gevura, of the shame Elikim. Lechain again, ha'olam niver b'shem Elikim, b'reish is bara Elikim. That's the secret 
of the creation and formation of physicality. So midas hadin v'hatsimsum. It's the it's the midas hadin. Midas hadin is not just when a person gets gets punished or or something like that or something terrible happens. Din means any sense of constriction. That's what din means, right? When when a person issues exact like a like a base what's a a base din, right? Give hands down psak din. It means this person is awarded whatever was being argued over, and this person isn't. It's a it's a focus. Right? It's a it's a limited verdict that can only encompass one and not the other. That's what the concept of din is, is simsim, is limitation, is constriction. So it means had din vahat simsim, ki kol mahusa ilama hayadafka hastaras bihikas are insight. Because the whole process of creation is really just the concealment of the essentially shining and infinitely powerful spiritual light of the Creator as Creator, before descending, so to speak, into this process of creation. So that you and I could, could sit here now and breathe this air and sit on these chairs and not on those chairs, to live within a la- uh, uh, an experience of limitation, here, now. What this means is that El Hanavraim Umadrikasa. The name of Gvura, and he says the Shemois because there are more than one, the names that are associated with Gvura, another name, by the way, that's associated with Gvura is Shakai. What's Shakai? Shakai is Misha Amar Lailamai Dai. Akarishvaruk who said enough, right? Because the Medrash says, a very deep thing, that the that the creation was just expanding and expanding and expanding until Hashem says, Dai. So it's limitation. Atkan. So he says the names of Gvura are names that relate not to godliness as godliness or not even to the spiritual light that comes down into the Kalim, which we'll learn about in a little bit and next week, but to the creation of the vessels in and of themselves, which will then receive the R, which will then receive the light. They are names that relate to the created world or to the reality that you and I experience in the realm of limitation. And he's going to prove that in a minute in a beautiful way. Surely the name Shakai is, is, a, is the name of Rachman because they stopped the Tzimtzum, the, the more Tzimtzum, how they gone on. Rachamim is a very important word you said. Rachamim is not Chesed. Not getting into that whole Sagya now. Rachamim is a mix. No, you, no, you use the exact, exactly right word. But you cannot have Rachamim without, without Din. So you're right. There is an element of tremendous Chesed of Shakai. Right. By the way, there's an element of tremendous chesed in all din right. as well. Right. Ki gavar aleinu, what we experience as gvura, chazda, is, is also chesed. But that gets a little bit more involved. Okay. Let's, let's take it step by step. But you're right. Absolutely. There's an element of, of chesed. But there's also an element. Dai is, is, is half the word din. Right? Three quarters of the right. It's, it's, that's, what, that's literally what dai is. What din is, is dai. Okay. Right, that name goes down and supports that place. Poyel that works lihikanes to enter them and to prepare them for the light, which is the light of Chesed. and draws the light down into that reality that you and I experience in a realm of limitation. Now, based on all of what we're learning now about what the spiritual foundation for the creation of the world is, which is the Mida of Gevura and Simsim and limitation. So it appears, Misbarer, Shashem Memdeis, which like we said is Roshetavis, Maise Barashis, Na'udz Gamhu, can I open the door if you don't mind, if, if it's not locked? Got some air in here. Uh, it is locked. How about the window behind you? There you go. There you go. Beautiful. Shkayach. So La'arzois Misbarer, Shashem Memdeis, Na'udz Gamhu, beside Briyas Ha'ilamais. This name of these 42 letters which are, the na- which are the letters that are the foundation for the tefillah and abakayach, are also rooted in this energy. This energy of, of din, of tzimtzum, of limitation. Soid midas ha This is the name of gvura. Shem membez, zeklal, is a name of din. It's a name of gvura. Leumas, in contrast to the shem ayin bez. There's a name of 42 letters, and there's a name of 72 letters, 72 letter name is going to be associated with chesed. So Shem Mendez is Gevura, Shem Ayin Bez is chesed. 
happens to be, or happens to be, but Ayin Beis, 72, is the gematria of Chesed. Right? So Shem Ayin Beis is the name of Chesed. Shem Mem Beis is the name of Gvura. Maise Bereshis. Parenthetically, not getting into this now, because it's not our, our subject, but the name Ayin Beis also has a scriptural source. Do you know where we get the name Ayin Beis from? The, the 72 letters? Kriyas Yamsev. Kriyas Yamsev. Without getting into the whole thing, there are three psukim, Vayisa, Vayava, Vayet, Three psukim that begin with those three words, with those three words, and there's a whole way of, of arranging and coupling the letters of these three psukim, and you get seventy-two letters and these uh, this name of Hashem, the seventy-two letters. And if you think about it very deeply, we can understand why this would be Chesed and why the name Membez, which is rooted in Barishas Baralikim and so on, is Gevura, because one, the name Membez has to do with the creation of the world. Which seems to be kaseder, it seems to be a chesed, a klape like Kriyas Yamsov was big, big gvura. But it's not true, right? Because we understand that there's a tremendous gvura in creating the natural order of things. There's a tremendous simsim there. There's a tremendous concealment. What was Kriyas Yamsov? Kriyas Yamsov was literally Kriyas. It was the tearing up of that order. And that's why the revelation there is the revelation of chesed, is the revelation of the shame, ayin base. Okay. So the name Ben Mendes, he says, is now it's Gam who beside Bria Silom and said Midas Hagvura. Upula says Sheikh has Davkal aside at Simsum and its Puula, its energy, what it accomplishes, has to do with the concept and the secret of constriction, limitation. Yitziras Hakalim, the creation of the vessels, Viesus Haar Liachilas, and the preparation of this light for Kabbalasam, to be able for these vessels rather to receive that light. And he says, just parenthetically, anytime we speak about Hashem's names, we have to say something like very, very simple. He says, the foundation of any kind of conversation like this is the following. At the foundation of this whole sugya lies the following clear understanding. Everything that happens in the world. Whether it was the original creation, so to speak. Or the recreation or the guidance of the world at every single moment. It's okay, just leave it. But maybe open the window if you can, I guess. If it stays open on its own. There you go, thank you. Hakol mimenu yizbarach. Everything is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Hashem's created tools that channel that light of infinity down into our experience all around us, all the time, and within us. How does this work? It's a very intricate system of names. The name of Hashem, Heim Heim, Giluyav Yisbarach Shemay. They are the way that HaKadosh Baruch Hu reveals certain energies through certain names, like the Shem Elohim is... Is the Midah of Gvura and the Shem Yudke Vavke is the name of Chesed, but there are ten names, right? There are even more Kinuyim, different words that are associated with the names that get into even more detail. All of these names are channels through which HaKadosh Baruch is revealing one facet and then another facet and another facet of his unity, of his oneness. The old restrictions, every name is a restriction. In a sense, yes. In a sense. Very, very deep thing. But some relate to the restriction that allows us to perceive Hashem's revelation, and some is mamish, the, the constriction of the constriction. But all names are a constriction, absolutely. All names are a constriction. Because in order for a person to have a name that matters in any significant way, there has to be an other right, who can perceive the name of the person, refer to him by the name, call him by the name. And already, once you speak about the concept of a name, why does a thing need a name? Because there's someone else, presumably, who needs to refer to it or call out the name. We spoke about the Shua's night a little bit, right? That's already a tzimtzum. That's Hashem already constricted himself to create the illusion of a separate consciousness that can call him by name. All names are a constriction. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, you're saying... I'm so happy you're here. <laughs> I'm just saying good. We don't have time to get into all the details now, but uh, names are connected to Malchus, which is Simpson, which is David Amalach. The Pasik says, Vayas David Shame. Shame is Kamatra Shechina. Not getting into the whole thing now. Shame is not Kamatra Shechina. Um, there is a connection between Shame and Shechina, which I'm forgetting right now. All of this is, is, uh, is the site of constriction. Shame, I see. 
The names of Hashem are His revelation. Why do we have so many names of Hashem? Just different ways that Hashem is revealing Himself. One time through this Midah, one time through that Midah. And each of the Midas is another nuanced reflection of the revelation of Hashem. That's why we have some names like Kel, right, is the name of Chesed. Yudke Vavke is the name of Chesed. There are other names of Chesed. Havayat Svakos is the name of Chesed. Vishemus Hamishrasha Mikvura. And then there are other names that are Mushrash and Gvura. Vachal Echad, and each of these names, Skulais, Pu'ulais, Shaina, Mechavertet, has a different energy and a different purpose than its. Than it's Companion. But we said in the name of Elikim, he shares Ikari, Laifas Hashem, Babachinus Gevura Vitzimsim. That's pretty much the collective name that really represents the Midav Gevura is, is the name Elokim. Right? But this concept of Gevura, there are many different nuances of this revelation, right? Of Hashem's Midas Hadin. The whole Torah is the names of Hashem. The whole Torah is filled with different names of Hashem. And the same is true for Anabekoyach. It's more specific than the name Elikim because it is the Midah of Din that relates to the creation dafka of the natural order of the world. It is rooted in and founded upon the Psukim the first two psukim, the fundamental foundation of the psukim that, that tell us of the creation narrative. Which is why, like we said, the name of the Kim is, is all over the place in, 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 the, in the psukim about creation. And they get into the nuances of the midas ha'gvura, the creation of the, crea- of the created world. And the placing them on the levels that are fitting for it. So this is a very, very broad hakdama, just generally speaking. So what we've learned so far is the following, right? Very important. There is a concept of a shame membeis. These 42 letters, which are not the same as the actual 42 letters in the psukim of Barashas Bara and the second pasuk, are rooted in those two psukim up to the word vavayhu, which is the base of vavayhu. The reason why it's What's that? The reason why it's still... So one letter in a word. Kacha. Yeah, this is this is how we received it in the Zark There's a connection to this. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure there's a lot of terror there. I don't know it. <laughs> and I'm sure there is. Um The name on the the Tfilah is founded on this Shame Membez, which tells us that if the Shame Membez shows up in the creation of the world, and the shame mem vase is luumas is in parallel to or in contrast to the shame ayin vase, which is chesed, then the shame mem vase is the shame of gvura. And the shame of gvura has to do with limitation, relating to the created world, which is a world of limit and a world of, of lack. And that means that the whole tefillah on is infused with this energy, which we're going to get into. But in order to really understand the next layer, right? The next step to understand, okay, we understand, like it's, it's din, it's limitation, we spoke about that. What is the pu'ula of the midas ha'gvura within creation though? We've said it in a very simple level of the world is a world of, of, of limit. Ad Khan, we said, right? Misha dai. It's a world that was created through a system of concealment, of hiding, which is the midah of din, and the limitation, and strictures, and, and all of this is true. But now we're going to go a, a step much deeper. And so let's journey together into the next section over here. Tchunas ha Why is it that a Kodesh Baruch who created the world in such a way? What does this energy of gvura within the world and within ourselves as created beings mean? What does it mean? How do we experience it? In Cain, he says, based on everything we're saying, like we said, this name of creation is rooted in Gevura. But to understand it properly, and the whole purpose and the whole spiritual root of this Tefillah, 
We have to really understand something fundamental, absolutely fundamental, about this midah of Gvura, the midah sadin. And he says, Ha-chesed, who are elyon upashet. The midah of chesed is what's called ar elyon pashet. It's pure, elevated, spiritual light. Nale, uplifted, and lifted beyond beyond any constriction of physicality or anything having to do with the nature of the world that we experience around this creation. It's just the realm of the spiritual. No conception of it. And from that lofty place of its purity, so then it comes down into this world. And along the way, it takes on Kalim, it becomes peace, it becomes all different things. But in its root, it's just the godly revelation of kindness and of light and of, and of chesed. But Lu'umasai, in contrast to this, Hagivura, Gvura relates to the world itself and its constrictions. And therefore, it's not for nothing that the created world is founded on the Midah of Gvura, like we said, that Elikim, so to speak, created the world, which is the way that Hashem reveals Himself through this Midah of Tzimtzum, of, of, of constriction. It's the light that appears as darkness. It's the light that appears and manifests the physical world around us, that this table starts here and ends there. It's a revelation of godliness, but the way that we experience it is actually um, embodied, is corporeal, is physical. With this understanding, Midas HaGevura, the whole thing of the Midah of Gevura, Asuka Betikana Kli It's focused on the rectification of the vessels, of the vessels itself, of the created world itself, and its preparation for the influx of that light of Chesed. So it isn't just the creation of this reality around us, why was reality created in the first place? Why are we human beings, conscious people in physical bodies which start here and end there with all of the limitations of our lives, living within a world of limitation? For what purpose? It isn't just that the Midas Haddin allows that experience to become possible, but it actually teaches not just the creation of that reality, but the premise of that reality. It's a different thing. What is the premise of that reality? that it should become worthy, it should become ready, it should become prepared to be able to be the beneficiary, the recipient of the revelation of Hashem. It's a different thing. It's not just that the shame membeis brings a world of limit into, into being and then it goes away. It works within limitation to help the realm of limit encounter the realm of limitlessness. Let, let's, let's see, it's a complicated idea. Let's, let's see how he, how he lays this out a little bit more. Chesed is just shefa, spiritual light flowing down, like we think of like a waterfall of spirituality, from top to bottom, so to speak, right? From the place of pure elokos down, cascading through all the different realms till the physical world. They're surrounding lights. Lights that are beyond, the lights that aren't in the vessel, move shot him. Outside of any quantification. Vahagvura, but the mid of gvura is within the realm of limit. Mizdacheches, its job is to purify creation. Umuraimemes and to lift up Esa Kalim, those Kalim, Mitsam Semesar, which then receive the light, and the job of Gvura within creation is like certain parts of our body takes in the food. And then sends all the different nutrients to the place where it needs to go. It's a gaval de gamidas that does that within our bodies. But it's also, like you said, it's rooted in chesed. And it serves the purpose of chesed. And so in that mushal, the chesed is the eating. It's just food that's coming in. It's a total shefa. But, you know, the, the, the liver is not going to, can't do anything with that food itself, right? But the stomach has these enzymes 
that are able to break down the food and send them into the bloodstream all the way throughout the body. That force is called the Midas HaKvura within. Sakvura is a delivery system? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Even more than delivery system, Gvura first propels the person to food. Then the eating of the food using this muscle is the chesed. And then that very mida within the person that enabled it to encounter food, to encounter chesed, takes that chesed, splits it up, and sends it all throughout the body. That's the mida of Gvura within creation. Brings it into that realm of limit and deals with the reality that this is how much the vessel can take and not more. And it understands, okay, this is what the food is. Let's break it down and we can give this cell this amount and that cell this amount. It's, again, it, it's Amida that's shayich to Kalim. It understands the mitzias of Kalim. It's the, it's the Mida that brought the concept of Kalim into being and it takes the R and it, and it sends it very specifically into all of these specific places. Lefikach, therefore, Timsa, we find that the primary revelation of Akadish Baruch within the limitation of this world, so Gevura is not just like what hides Hashem, it's much deeper than this. Sure, Gevura enables separate sparks of consciousness, which we call human beings, to exist within a world of limitation. That's true. And it seems to shut out Hashem. And it seems to, you know, we, we live in a world that, that, so to speak, Olam hides Hashem away. But it is also the Midah that enables us to become ready enough, ra'oy enough, fitting enough to receive the light of Hashem. And it breaks up that revelation in such a way where we can, we can handle it. Where we can handle it. So you're saying that every, that every person... On whichever level they are, can access it and, and not let it be too much for them. That's right. That's right. It understands that there's a, there's a mitzis of kalim, and the purpose of the kalim wasn't to shut out the light. The purpose of the kalim was that, okay, now that there are kalim in a world of limitation to express Hashem's limitlessness, now we need to get the light in there, but we have to be aware that, I mean, there's a mitzis of kalim. It could only handle this much. Next week, we're going to talk about how to expand the kalim, but that's not Gura. Gura deals with the creation of the kalim. And preparing the kalim to receive of the chesed what it can handle. Very deep. See, he says, if this is the case, this is what we see in the second bracha of Shemana Esrei, which is literally called Gevurais, right? Did you ever notice? The whole thing of the bracha of Gevura, what do we find? HaKadosh Baruch Hu doing all these amazing things. Ka'amru, ata gibar la'ilam Hashem, Hashem, you are a gibar, Gevura. Mechayim, mesim, ata Hashem, you bring those that are dead back to life. Rav lo'ishia, you save us. Mo'ir atol, you bring the dew. Mechal k'lachayim b'chesed, you provide us with life out of your kindness. Mechayim, mesim, rachmim, rabim, Bring those that are that are not alive to life. You support those that have fallen. You heal those that are ill. You 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 unbind those that are that are that are prisoners. And and to those that slumber in the dust, you establish your your faithfulness and your emuna. Who is like you, Bal master of Gvura Midaimalach, who is comparable to you, Melech Memis and Mechaye, the one that brings. Death, Machaya, and the one that brings life, Umatsmiach Yeshua, and causes salvation to sprout. He says, Take a look at this bracha. The whole concept of this bracha, which is founded on the Midah of Gevura, is the concept of Hashem's kindness manifesting within the Mitzias, the reality of, of limit. Chizuka, the strengthening of that realm of limit, the iluya, and the elevation of that realm of limit. Chaylim, we talked about people who are sick, asurim, people are prisoners, mesim and eskakim, people are, are not alive, right? corpses, veneskakim, and people that, that, that can use salvation. Mischaskim, the midah of gvura, strengthens them. midas ha founded on this midah of gvura, it elevates them, establishes them. Ubepu olais, bal gvurais. And with these pu'ulais of Hashem, who in this case is the Baal Gevurais, 
their salvation sprouts. What's the concept of sprouting? From below to above, not above to below. Sprouting, which is gvura, the koyach of gvura, to propel something upward, to take the kalim and to prepare them, to ready them for for a great light. Yes, it's true. It's true. As I was reading that, I was thinking that also. The context of the bracha is gevura. So that's gevura Hashem. Right. Right. So you have to say that there's some kind of shiluv, like like we spoke of, like said before, between chesed and gevura. But the ultimate context within which all of this chayim is being experienced is the realm of gevura. Right. Is the realm. I mean, that, that's what he's saying. He's saying that. The context of this bracha is not otherworldly stuff. It's, it's very this-worldly stuff. Gvura, like we said, can enable us to experience chesed, can ready the kalim to receive chesed, can enable those kalim that receive chesed to absorb the chesed properly. So there is chesed in the sugya, but the, but the context of it is, is the midah of, of din, the midah of gvura that relates to the physical realms. Okay, we're going too long. Let's just finish just this. We'll, we'll save the rest for next week. We'll start uh, from the second side of the page, but let's just finish this... Uh, this piece here. Right? Chazak. Always referring to the Midah of, of Din. Ka'ach, he says, this is indeed the case. Midas ha hi It's the energy that brought the world into being in the first place, but then abides within the world. This pulsating energy within the created world that prepares the world. And pushes it Lehis alis to grow. It pushes the world to be what it was created to be, which is a vessel. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That that's that's the Kayach of Gvura that wasn't just there when Hashem created the world to begin with, but is literally within the world each and every split second. Very, very deep thing. For there to be a world and for the world to serve its purpose. And then he puts in parentheses, we're really not getting into this now, but this touches on what you said, which is Bechinas Habino, which is place of Chesed, or Hatshuva Vailoi, Besaidani Bina Likvura, Enkamakam Laarach. We're not getting into that now. Afilu Bemuvanativi, and he says, we see this like literally in the way that all of us want to function and want to propel ourselves forward on Yechilim Lurid says, Shekadei Sha Adam Yiskadei Mechayev, if we want to move ahead in life, there's got to be the meat of Gvura there. It's not just chesed. You'd think that it would just be chesed, but it's not. There's got to be a tremendous amount of self-discipline, amal, toil, risanatsmi, self-control. There's got to be a measure of Gvura. Gvura doesn't only need to be that which holds back or that which hides, conceals. That's the way we think about it. Midas haddin. But he's revealing a whole new way of looking at the midah of Gvura where it's not pushing back, it's pushing up, making space. pushing forward, making space, focusing energy, channeling koyach t- to move forward. And here we finish. There's nothing that can be attained in this world without that innate meat of gvura. But he's saying a pele. He's saying if you really think about it, this whole world that seems so silent and so still all around us, sun is setting, and, uh, and the, the trees and the soil and everything looks pretty calm and everything looks pretty tame vis-a-vis the crashing light of chesed, which is overwhelming explosions, like we said. If you really understand it very deeply, it's mamishnat. The world is pulsating. Because the very midah of gvura that allows nature to assume its limited orderly structure is actually working within all of nature push it, to push it up, to push it toward growth, to push it court, toward gu'ula. And it's the kayach of gvura within us that pushes us to make use of this experience of the limited world to reveal the light of the limitless. That's what's happening in creation all the time. And he finishes, as opposed to chesed, which is from above to below, like this literally waterfall. That's why Kriyas Yamsev is all Mayim, because Mayim is Chesed. Mayim is always Chesed, like Avram Avinu Yukachna Ma'at Mayim, digging the well to reveal the water, which is the meat of Chesed. What is Gevura? If water is Chesed, what's Gevura? 
Huh? Yeah. Yes, but but what if it's water? So what's the symbol? Fire, a flame. This is what we see when we look at fire. What does fire do? It does the opposite of water. Water wants to go from above to below. What does the fire want to do? From below to above. Heat rises. Because Gavura rises. Because the Gavura within the world is pushing the world to rise. And this is the foundation of the Tefillah of Anubhikah. Unbelievable. It's channeling, awakening this energy inside of us. To prepare them for this great divine light. And this, even on the simplest level of what we do think is midas hadin, like a punishment, or any kind of suffering people go through. It's midas hadin. For what purpose? To help the person to grow. So Midas Hadin doesn't just mean the concealment of Hashem, the judgment of Hashem. Look deeper. What's the real side? What's the source? What's the secret um, compelling the Midah to come to manifestation? Is the energy of a Kodesh Baruch in a person's life that's helping this person to develop. That's helping this person along. The whole purpose of those is to, to, to rectify a person and to bring this person to his ascent and his clarification. So all of this is akdama, to akdama, of akdama, of this opening, just opening of the sugya of Anabukayach of, of without even getting into the words, but just to understand generally speaking what this tefillah is what it's founded on, what energy we should perceive within the words, and then Be'ezus Hashem, with this foundation, in the coming weeks, we're going to explore um, line by line and understand much more deeply, based on this, how the tefillah can awaken within ourselves the inner midav gvura and help us channel the midav gvura within creation, which, like fire, is compelling everything upward, 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 toward the light of chesed to receive the light of chesed and to allow us to inculcate the light of chesed into our lives. So Be'ez HaShem, next week we'll, we'll, we'll start from the last page over here, these two pieces, and then and then we'll start the actual tefillah. Be'ez HaShem.